The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 63 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Big thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Evenstroke, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzo Oils, TMX21 Competitions, and Talon Engineering. I'm James Burfield, your host for today's show. And on the line with me is MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips. Hello, hi. Hi. And as always, the show is produced by Rob for Jukebox Beats, and you will find him uh, nestled sometimes in a warehouse in even strokes. See, he's just a guy who's got multi-talented guy. So many things to talk about today. We have Blenzel Performance of the Week, Leah Askvice Anything, Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week, and that game, the even strokes, are you smarter than a burr? That's all coming up today. And we're going to be announcing the winner of the Fly Racing Formula Helmet, uh, which will be coming up soon. Speaking of, Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. How are you, Lewis? I'm good. You? Yes, good, good, good. Yeah, it's been uh, a good... Challenging week, as always, but, you know, that's just the nature of the game. Uh, I'm guessing you're a little bit tired? Uh, very tired. I'm really, I'm just here, really, in spirit. But no, I'm here in physical form, but uh, not in spirit. I'm just I a will... waste of skin and bones. I, I, you know, you, you have to stop inviting these ladies around at all times of the night. You, you need to start putting your work first. It's not my fault that people want to watch Supercross. Supercross watch party. Super. <laughs> well, um, you were the star of the show. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was the star of the show, but I would say I was one of the stars of the show. Humble. Uh, I, I did have a little chuckle to myself as I was watching the Supercross last night and some footage emerged um, from Lewis Phillips. And I was also wondering how you found time to go over to America to film it and then get back for the show. Unfortunately, I'm in a fraudulent activity case at the moment, so I cannot either comment or deny any allegations at this time. Okay, I'll so wait for an official you, statement. Did you get special permission from Joe Biden to come into the country? Um, no, I actually stayed in England the whole time, but still managed to wow. deliver the content that the world was looking for. Wow. Even though you're not there, you're still there. Well, you know, oceans don't stop me. <laughs> so we've had, uh, obviously, two Supercrosses. Uh, we've had an Italian championship. We've had a, a, an Italian championship. Uh, winner, 
so a few things to talk about on today's show. Um, in, did you catch the Italian Championship? We, we, we did debate last week that it is probably going to send you to sleep, did it? Um, I paid the five pounds. I, I was wow. toying with the idea. Because that's 15 pounds in total now. It's just a lot of money. Do you, um, do you think it's been a worthwhile investment? I'm not going to lie. There wasn't one good race. <laughs> did I miss anything? No, not really. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's just irrelevant, really, because it's so early and whatever. But still, it was good to watch because, um, you know, like, I had to. I just had. I just had to watch it because I had to know what was going on. Like, I wouldn't have known that Prado had crashed otherwise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so I just had to do it. I'll do these things. Well, um, interestingly, I can see that your choice again of a Blenzel performance of the week has gone to uh, Roman Febre. Well, not again. I don't, he wasn't the one last week, so... I feel like he was. Yeah, he wasn't. It was Thomas Olsen. Okay. Do you think you've made a mistake? Why? Because I would have said Hunter Lawrence at last night's Supercross. Oh, I did this before last night's Supercross. Last night's Supercross happened six hours ago. I'm just saying. I literally woke I, I, up 20 minutes ago. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right, okay. So let, let's focus on... Before we go crazy in Supercross, let's focus on the Italian Championship with your choice of Blenzel Performance of the Week. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster Oil has been a secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won a 2022 Stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label Racing Caster to the 455 Ultra on the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop for Blenzel's full line of two-stroke and four-stroke racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow at Blenzel on Instagram. So, Lewis, why did you give him that award? Well, I felt like it was a given um, just because he won the Italian Championship and also went 1-1 at Mantua. Um, although... Well, it I mean, just was a given. It was just a given, really. Like he won, he won the Italian Championship, so yeah, I had to give it to him, didn't I? But um, but second place did get second on an enduro bike. Well, we'll get to that. But I'm just, I just I'm felt just, like I just felt I just, like I need to know your reasons. I just felt like Roman deserved it, or well, not deserved it, because it, like it's not really a deserved thing, is it? But I felt like Roman warranted it because obviously he's had a very successful Italian period, and this. Um, poses X amount of questions going into the MXGP series now. So I feel like performance of the week or not, discussion right now is Fevre all round. Because we haven't seen half the other contenders. Prado hit the dirt, so Fevre is the focal point of European motocross right now. Well, one of the questions now, uh, it's a bit too soon, I know, but does this make him a legitimate contender this year? Well, I said this, didn't I, after Trentino? I said I was on the bandwagon. I think I, I can't remember exactly, but I think I was quite passionate about it. I think. Like, I don't think I shied away. I think I said I'd give him a 10% chance of winning the championship. Um, not sure what I was thinking. No, like, he can, but I, I don't know. I don't know. He, like, sure, he can, but if you take me to a casino and say, I'll oh, put money on Fevra beating Geyser for the championship straight up, I ain't doing it. If you tell me to put Fev um, money on Fevra beating Prado for the championship straight up, I'm not doing it. So, he can, but... Eh. <laughs> okay, the question is, 
Do you think he's back to his 2016 speed when he won the title? And, and do you think that speed is good enough to win the title this year? He didn't win the title in 2016. That was in 2015. 2016 was when he um, was like next level speed. Like, Jesus Christ, I don't feel like we actually give um, 2016 Fevera enough play in conversations because Fevera for the first half of that season was phenomenal. Actually ridiculous. Like, actually so much better than any other Fevera we've seen, including title winning season. Um, it's just a shame that the concussion kind of ended that. Was that the one in Man- Mantova? Yeah, with Rash. Um, yeah, I think Townley was around him at the time. But, um, oh, Townley, just Townley. All right, calm down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you have his bedspread? Huh? No, they don't do, no, um, they didn't do that. The company was called Smooth Industries and it was American. So they just did Reed, McGrath, Stewart, and Pastrana. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they did lunchboxes, bedspreads, uh, the lot for those four riders. I guess they <laughs> signed endorsement deals with them. I, I obviously only went uh, Chad Reed, but I did have a McGrath. Um, Lunchbox? Uh, no, backpack for school, but everything else, oh. everything else I had was Reed, uh, bed, bin, etc. But no. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like you're effectively comparing time periods. So, February in 2016 was ridiculously good. Maybe he's actually better now. But February of 2016 just isn't... Is like everyone else is the same level, so it doesn't look as good. But then again, he almost got beaten by a beater. So, but I feel like 2016 February would have almost got beaten by a beater. But then again, he had really bad arm pump again. But again... I'm like, okay, like first race, he had really bad arm pump. And it's like, okay, first race, it happens. Uh, second race, he had really bad arm pump. And it's like, well, yeah, it's the second race. You're getting back into it now. Third race, he's got really bad arm pump. It's like, Jesus Christ, like... <laughs> have we not learned? Yeah, like, I feel like it should... I feel like you should have shaken it out by now. Like, you've, this is your third race. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's rare to have arm pump linger so long into, the, um, into races. But... It's the Italian Championship. It means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. And so who cares? Well, it, mean, it means nothing, but this is, this is why they're racing. They're racing to iron out these kinks at the moment, to see where they are, to see what's working, what's not working. So how, the question for, which I want to ask you is, is from, from, from now to the start of the MXGP season, what have they got next to, to focus on? Oh, that's actually a good point. Um, that's fuck all. There's nothing... Just, no, we're back into December. April the 25th is the next race. La Capelle Maraval uh, in France. I don't think that's going to happen. I strongly don't. So potentially six weeks before we, we, we have another race. Uh, I think the Dutch Masters is technically scheduled for April the 17th, but I don't think that's happening. Um, I think a new calendar for that is coming out either this week or next. British Championship, maybe? I think that's meant to start at the end of April, but will people come across for that? Maybe. Like, maybe they will, because what else are they going to do? But then, where is the first round of the British? Cullum. I think it was Cullum, wasn't it? I have no idea. I can't remember. I feel like it was Cullum. But can you see F&H or KRT or et cetera, et cetera, coming over to race at Cullum? I can't. Mm, But maybe they will, because needs must. Um, But no, effectively, uh, it's bye-bye Europe. For a bit. So, also, actually, uh, this is actually, to, I missed something. Um, Spanish Championship is this weekend, but really, that means nothing. And 
obviously there's one more round of Supercross this weekend, and then Supercross has two weekends off. Oh my god! So there's like there's nothing. I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to do? panic. But well, like, actually, nothing. that coincides with my comeback, which is going to be at Cheddar on uh, March the thirty first, Wednesday, uh, where I'm oh, going to be participating in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there'll be no podcast on that day. Um, yeah, so that's what we're all looking forward to: is getting back out on the bikes. I'm not perfect. Well, maybe you should. No, it's fine. I was thinking actually. I was trying to because I was I was thinking like, oh, what I've got a few things that I've been working on, like bigger articles and stories and stuff that I can really finish in those two weeks because it won't be distracted by like races. Um, but I was thinking that, like, if La Capelle and the Dutch Masters go ahead as planned, second half of April, these this two week period is going to be um like the last breather until like December. So. If it's helpful, I can get the 125 ready for you. That's no, fine. I, I, I didn't enjoy riding a 125 in my career. Hmm. Okay. I didn't have the raw natural talent. What, what bike, if you were to make a comeback, what bike do you think would suit you? That's uh, 250. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, any, any particular manufacturer? No, I can't, I can't ride a two-stroke because I don't have the raw talent for that. And 450 would be too powerful for me, so just pull about on 250. And any type of is there any any manufacturer out there which you kind of like look at the bike and go that I'd like to ride that? Uh, no, 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 you're just open. Want to ride anything? You can be no. We're just we're just talking and not, not going to make this happen. It's not like you're going to say KTM and I'm going to call KTM tomorrow. You know, just 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 pick one. There's got to be one. All which, right, a beta. Oh, that's just ridiculous. What you want to enjoy, bike? No, I want one of them motocross bikes. You want a beaten out of all the bikes you can have, yeah. you want that. Why? Yeah. Because because it will never happen, and I don't want it to happen. So there oh, you go. Such a knob. Okay, um, F and H appeared in MX2. Oh, actually, before we go to F and H, uh, one little mishap. Prado, do we? Obviously, I've seen a, po- a post on. Uh, MX Vice, for those of you that, that may have missed this, can you tell us a little bit about Prado? He crashed, which was uncharacteristic. He also didn't get either whole shot, which is even stranger. He crashed making a pass on Fedra for the lead. It wasn't really a... It wasn't really the type of crash where you'd go, oh, obvious injury. He just kind of hit the ground with a bit of a... Like, he effectively slid out and leaned the bike over with just with a bit of a thud. And he kind of, you could see he kind of like hit the handlebars quite hard with either his leg or his chest. So I, I was thinking either dead leg or broken ribs. And it was his chest. He went to hospital actually to get checks because he felt like it was something internal, but he's fine. He just needs to rest. But not exactly. Again, it means nothing. But the preseason races, like he won the first motor at Riola, um, DNF'd the super final because he thought there was a bike problem. And then now, Mantova was a bit meh. So, like, the Italian races haven't really gone to plan for him. But, you know, I mean, this is where it, it, it kind of goes against a little bit about uh, February, where he can, um, you know, the momentum's with him at the moment, but now he's got, like, a six-week layoff. And then you've got Prado, who crashes, but he's got six weeks to, to, to fix his little issues and recover. You know what, James? That's a really interesting point, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it while I go and get my laptop charger in 30 seconds. 
Oh, okay. So, so tell me more about what you think about Prado heading into the 2021 MXGP season and whether you feel like he can win the title while I dip for 45 seconds. Okay. I I think uh, we've just got to go back to two years ago where he, was it two or three years ago, where he joined uh, Caroli's party. And I think ever since that's happened, he's been groomed to be or to take over from from Tony. So, you know, he's he's got that, He's got that experience, that knowledge behind him. He's got that arm around the shoulder to sort of talk him through. And he definitely is the future of, of that team. And I think it's been positioned that way for him to take over. I think this year, uh, I know you have Geyser. I know you have Herlins. I know you have all these top riders. Uh, however, I do think he will be the 2021 world champion. Oh, I'm wow. just going to put it out there. I've just, dipped, I've just literally put my headphones onto that. I'm just going to put it out there. I do believe he's got what it takes after seeing what he's done. Um, I think he got what it takes to to win the championship this year. Mm. I, well, I think he'll. I think he will get the starts. I think he will get the leads. I think he will keep himself uh, safe out there and ride just under what he needs to. I think he'll. I think he'll consistently do well. It's. Bizarre to say, but he is probably the safe bet purely because of his start. Because he's going to stay out of trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's that is the safe bet. He he won't if he gets if he's not feeling it on a certain day and he gets pushed to the limit. I've just bit my tongue. That hurt. <laughs> if he gets pushed to the limit on a certain day and he's not feeling it, then rather than being in fifteenth and being like Jesus, I need to move forward and get points, he'll be in second and be like, all right, I'll let Geyser go and I'll settle for fourth in this rather than starting 15th and be like, oh, I'm really not feeling it. Oh, God, but I'm so far behind. I need to make up ground. Uh, disaster, disaster. It's a yeah. complete different mindset when you're effectively taking an advantage every single race. Because that's effectively what it is. It's basically a cheat code. He's, he's, he's playing a game. He's putting a cheat code. Start up front every time. Yeah. Although he didn't I, the Italian championship. But. No, no. And that's just yeah, one off. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's looking good. He's going to be good this year. Um, one surprise entry was Tano Leok. Where did that come from? Oh, he's just going to be everywhere, and he? he's just going to pop up places. Yeah, but uh, I just I seen like a video. He put up a video on social media saying basically just riding around the Italian track. Uh, I think it was like the day before or something like that. And it's just like, oh wow, I I kind of thought you were stepping back, but obviously not. Well, he's planning to do the Latvian GP this year. Oh, okay, so he will be about. And I think he's definitely doing like domestic stuff in uh, Estonia and Latvia or Finland. He's doing another, he's like basically Northern Europe. He's focusing on that stuff. And he also said he still wants to do like an AMA national or something if he can. So cool. He will be around, but just not um, to the point that he was previously. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about JVH? I mean, everything seems to be going okay. Oh, more than okay. Jesus, like obviously you didn't watch it. He ran Fevra down from quite a way back. Past Monticelli, past Lupino, and ran Fevra down. Okay, Fevra has arm pump, but that's part of the race situation. Van Horbeek ran him down. And give it another two laps, Van Horbeek might have won. So that was not the performance of the week? Well, I just felt like there was a lot to say about Fevra. Okay. No, that bike still looks really good. Sounds like they still need to have some work to do on engine and stuff, uh, as far as just grunt power goes. As mentioned previously, that's the kind of biggest struggle at the moment because they make enduro bikes and you don't need a ton of power in enduro. You just need mellow um, mellow power to glide from tree to tree. 
uh, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, um, have you ever done an enduro? Yeah, I've done loads. Really? Let me tell you about my last enduro. Be Jesus. So my last enduro, Helen Lai, um, AMCA track. They do enduros there as well. Right. I was plodding along, having a nice old time. And yep. then I saw on the first lap, and then I saw a ski jump. And I was like, oh, I know ski jumps. I do motocross. So I hit it. Didn't realize that there was a, a hole after it, like a mud bog, like enduro thing. Amazing. Um, like basically faced the hole and <laughs> shot off to the left into a pond. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So... And I couldn't get, I was on the bike still. I didn't come off the bike. I just rode into the pond. Um, and I obviously couldn't get out. So I had to have someone pull me back out. Continue. Hello. Jam. Hello. I'm still here. Like, the pond was in trees as well. So no one could see me. I just, I just <laughs> Send up flares. So I continued after that champion that I am. Yeah. There was like, what, 500 riders? Like you get an enduro. Um, after that, I was last towards the end. So last out of 500 is quite... Wow, it took that long to get out of the pond. No, I just generally wasn't that good anyway. So adding that disadvantage and I was just <laughs> screwed. <laughs> Damn it, who put the pond there? Yeah, so, and then, um, yeah, I was last. And then uh, obviously you have like pit box because fuel and that. So um, my dad waved me into the uh, pit box, told me to get off the bike. And I was like, oh, this is I go home. I don't know how, I don't know how enduro works. Okay, I'll get off the bike. He put a helmet on. Jumped on my bike, rode off, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing this race anymore. <laughs> and made up 250 positions in the last lap. Wow. So it was quite the achievement for Lewis Phillips on the results. Not Lewis wow. Phillips in person, who ended up being a spectator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, I just realized that a massive plot hole in that story that probably makes it sound like bullshit. He already had gear on because he was a traveling marshal, like at the beginning of oh. the day or whatever. Like that, so he just took my helmet and went. Just, Fantastic. Yeah, that's my enduro experience. I actually quite enjoy enduro though. I, if, I, if I rode now, I would choose to do an enduro over like go to a practice track. Oh, no, we're doing it. No, now I know that you're into fun, enduro. Like, you just kind of plod about. No pressure. Yeah, let's do that. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Let's have some fun. Oh, I'm, gonna, okay, I, I'm, I'm definitely arranging fun. something. I, I'm going to arrange something. This is going to be good. Enduros are good. Okay. Italian Championship. Let's talk a little bit about MX2. All of the FNH boys. Uh, crashed big. Okay, standard. If I had some sort of... We've got new sounds for this week, but I unfortunately don't have any panic. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, the season's not started yet. You're hitting um, the panic button. Well, no, it's just... It, you could say it's just a bit scary. Oh, the... <laughs> I've got to improvise. I don't have a, I don't have a panic alarm or anything. Okay. <laughs> no, I really genuinely believe in Harrop. I 100% like, I, to the core of me, I believe Harrop can be so good. Like, I genuinely do. Well, like, he podiumed the start well, last yeah, year. Yeah, but even like, he's so fast and he's so talented. I fully, fully, fully believe that he can be so good. Best rider, he, he can be the best rider on that team if he gets in a bit of a positive flow. but. Oh, Jesus, like, it was the second lap of the first moto. Like, come on, like, just stay upright, please. And at the end, he broke his collarbone. So at the end of the day, it, again, it will mean nothing. Because oh, wow. um, by the time GPs start, that'll be a distant memory. And like, it won't even have an impact and it'll be irrelevant. 
But it's just like, come on. I just really want him to have a good... I believe this is the last year of his contract as well. So not only do I want him to have a good season, he needs to have a good season. Um, But no, I... Like, if he... He's had a rough go of it since that podium at Matterley last year. So if he now gets top fives or a podium again, people would be shocked. But I wouldn't because he's that good. It just doesn't tend to show in the results, which is a shame. But we move. Okay. Um, what happened to Boirami? Uh Bike broke. Oh. Well, that's good to get that out of the way. Yeah. Moose type was all right, though. So, that's good. Well, weirdly, um, am, I, am I looking at this? Is it, is it, he, he looked pretty good. I mean, he was... What are you only just at, in, James? You sound confused. No, I was just looking at the qualifying. And uh, obviously... You, you always do this. You always go back to qualifying. Like, I just like to see where they start the day and where they finish. So just don't, don't pick on me. No. Okay, I was just, just interested in um, where those boys finished. In, are you um, confused because there's two groups? Well, there is two groups, yeah. So, um, well, that I might just, be where your confusion was coming from. And what about our boy Lapucci? Um, we're going to discuss that in the Liat Ask Vice Anything segment because oh, there's Jesus. some okay. comments on that. From oh, people. so he's, he's piqued people's interest, has he? Well, I think it's more my opinion of him has piqued people's interest based on the questions. So just for, for people who haven't kind of um, focused on the Italian Championship, you, you've got, you, you kind of got your, your Horgmos in there, you've got your Adamo. Uh, Cornelius Tondel, who's on JWR, um, oh. Sander, who was no, who was on. Okay, I was going to say he's on um, Riley Racing now. I know that's why I said he was on JWR. Fucking god! You had Liam Everts there. Yeah, Edberg, Liam Everts, Sander, who was on obviously the Atachi, the Austrian Austrian dude, um, Guadagini, Forato. Um, there, there, there were some riders there. Hey, yeah, it was. It just didn't. It just didn't have the star power apart from F and H guys. Yeah. See, so, and yeah, throwing the F and H guys into there as well. So, I'll tell you something. What What I was going to ask you is there value in these riders doing this championship this early on? Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, it's it's still a race at the end of the day. You can still learn something. Arm pump, like we say, good to get it out of the way. Just it's good well, to just generally well, get some. Um, Rami's going to learn that his bike's broke. What do they call them? Memory laps? It's good. Harrop's going to some... gonna learn I can still crash. It's it's good to do some mental. It's like mental arithmetic. It's just good to get the mind ticking, isn't it? But um, no, it's to each their own, really. Like if I don't, I completely have like all the riders that didn't do it compared to normal. I completely understand, and if they want to do it, I completely understand. But um, I'll tell you something. Moose Dyke may be the most underrated rider going into MX2 this year. And I'll tell you why, actually. I've just realized Ooh. it's quite oh, obvious okay. why he's underrated. Tell me. Tell me. So he won the MX250 championship and got uh, a podium in Turkey in 2019, which caused his value and his um, hype to skyrocket. Everyone was going mental. Like, oh, I remember the celebration in Udavala. Okay, that's, that's great. So the, the, his hype and his value went up so much, which meant coming into 2020, his rookie MX2 season, Everyone was so high on him. And what's Moosteit going to do? And he had a good season, uh, a good rookie season, a rookie season that most people would dream of. There was a moto win, a couple of podiums. I think he was sixth or seventh in the championship. So great. But didn't, that didn't meet the very high, maybe unrealistic expectations that some people had after his strong 2019. So now, because of that, 
that 2019 hype has kind of died down a bit, but he should be better this year. It's his second year in MX2. And if anything, this should be the year where 2019 Moose Dyke comes out. So... Right, here's a question. Do you see Guadagini having... Uh, what, what, so if he could match uh, Van Moosdijk's 2020 season, would 2021 be good for him? Oh, would yeah, we, that'd be a dream. Jesus so, Christ. So, so let's face it then. The, the, the season what uh, Rowan had last, last year was a good season. Yeah, no, it was. It, it's just that his... I don't, I don't understand. Like a Moto win, how, how could you have more higher expectations than... It's just because in his first MX2 race, he got on a podium. So that obviously then made people go, oh, this guy's the next big thing. Like, it's just natural how that happens. Okay. But like, it's just it's like the stocks in it. Like his stock went up a million percent at that point. And um, when obviously it maybe was a bit early to start talking where he win the championship. Now, those conversations can open up. But he's got. There was always going to be lumps and bumps in his first um, MX2 season. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a. You know, I think uh, we're on 63. Um, was it probably the second podcast where I basically said it'd be good to see him in MX2, and he was in the MX250. So yeah, you're no, like I, a soothsayer. I'm on that. I've been on that bandwagon for like 60 episodes. You're like Mr. Minagi. Yeah. So. It's the moment everyone's been waiting for, the Fly Racing Formula Helmet Competition. Time to announce the winner of this month's competition. Lewis? Is it over to me? Yes, do you have a name for us? No, I'm spinning the wheel. Spin! Live? Wheel! Oh, oh, that's just not right. No? No. Uh, Do you have a soundbite for this? Um, Hold on, I'm just pulling it up. Right. Oh, that sounds a bit risky. Is the wheel is spinning. That's a bit of a dodgy start. What happened there? Did he get his drum wrong? Oh, God. The winner is. Oh! Justin Wood. Justin Wood? Justin Wood. Wood has won a helmet. Congratulations, Justin Helm- Helmet Wood. Justin Wood, on your fly Formula helmet. This is an emotional time. This Justin, Justin won the helmet from fly just, racing. Just in, just yeah, in. Miss Justin, get it? New like Justin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going with wooden helmet. Um, the, congrats, Justin. This is great times. Great times to be alive. Uh, we need you to tell us. How good your helmet is. That would be fantastic. A really in-depth, uh, you know, sort of article review about how great this, this helmet is. <laughs> work that helmet. This fly racing formula work, helmet. Justin Wood, work that helmet. Hey, fly racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula helmet. Justin Wood could be testing on the most advanced equipment in the world. The Formula Helmet's overall performance and best-in-class and both high-velocity crashes don't have a crash, Justin, uh, as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. But if you do, you've now got safety around you. Featuring Rayon technology, Conehead EPS, and 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game, and Justin Wood is going to get two seconds a lap faster 
just by wearing the formula helmet. Do you know why he's going to be faster? Because he's going to know I can go a little bit faster, but know that my head is being protected. Woo! There we go. Uh, Lewis? James? Are you happy for Justin? Um, yeah. Looks like I'm trying to figure it out. Um, Where is Justin from? It looks like he's from the UK. Really? Do you, should I? Do you want to check you, that? Because we had a Canadian last time. The way the, um, the, way the randomizer works. Okay, t- talk us through the randomizer. First, second, and third. So should I, do you want me to, should I say who was second and almost won, or would that break hearts? Well, uh, I tell you what, can we give second and third booby prizes? Um, we'll discuss that and maybe we'll figure that no, out. Oh, no, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to do it. Okay, uh, just the third won't because I've closed the window and I can't remember what the name was. Oh, for fuck's sake. One job. Well, no, it's, I mean, this wasn't a job. Right, who, got, who, who would have got second? Uh, Jens Danker. Oh, I recognize that name on Twitter. I don't. Uh, yeah, Jen, Jen, I'm pretty sure Jen's uh, tw- uh, is on Twitter. Tweets Wait, us. Let me just see if he. Um, let me just see if he entered through Twitter. I think so he did. If you search Jen's on Twitter, you do. Not- right, uh, Jen's. We're going to send you out some uh, MX Vice T-shirts and some some maybe some even strokes water bottles in in, in bits and pieces. What we got here is a little. You know, you were so so close uh, to getting some rayon technology around your uh, head. But, but he can always enter next month. He can always enter next month. Unfortunately, Justin Wood beat you to the helmet. Uh, right. Thanks to Fly Racing, Layout Planet Mode Holidays, Props Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Evenstroke, Supercrosslive.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzo Oils, TMX 21 Competitions, and Talon Engineering. We will be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard and state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe.
Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 63 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Hope you enjoyed the first part of the show. Uh, Lewis has been pressing many buttons. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about what's coming up in this one. So, big thanks to Liat. Liat has taken another step forward with the introduction of another boot to their range, the all-new 4.5. This boot offers many of the features from the super successful Liat 5.5 Flex Lock boot with advanced technology like the slide lock closure system and extended foot peg riding zone, but at a mid-range price point. 4.5 boots are available worldwide for £254 or €299. That is a great price for a good boot. So. Next section, uh, we obviously got a, a few sections coming up, as you know. You, we've got the the ask voice. Uh, this is ask voice anything. The ask voice anything game. However, we oh, do game. have <laughs> sorry game questions. <laughs> like, what, do you know what? what? It's a that strange game. Fucking game. <laughs> Are you smart enough? Fun game where you send in questions and we answer it. Mocks me. This fun game where you send in questions and we answer them. Such a game. <laughs> Prick. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got. Uh, <laughs> Are you smart under birth kind of later, which obviously uh, is resonating quite well now with me fucking this up. So, Lewis, uh, a few questions this week? Yeah, quite a few. Which is quite good because there is absolutely sod all going on, really. Well, the big test will be next week when there really is nothing going is on. Is nothing going on, yeah. So if you've got a question, save it for next week. Um, okay, should we go straight into Liat Asvice anything? Let's do it. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. At Simon Finn. Interestingly, Simon Finn, Tottenham fan uh, and motocross enthusiast. Did you know, Lewis? That's great. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, how many years or months until Lewis goes full SX with all its glamour and leaves us peasants in the muddy MX shitholes? Um, you might as well read the next question as well. Oh, uh, at Jack L. Hyde, when will LP turn MX Vice into SX Vice, MX US or SX US? Two things. I have no idea why both of these questions have come in in the same week. Like, I must have done something, hadn't I? Like, well, I must have done something. Do you know what, though? This was, going they, they were sent in before you actually were featured on Supercross Live TV, so um, that's just cemented it now. I don't know. I, what, could, yeah. I, I could actually answer this one. Well, no, can I? I've got two things. Well, that's my first thing. And my oh, second okay. thing. My second okay. thing is... We're about to go to the US? No, it's oh. just for... America is so great. It really is the greatest oh, country in the world, in my mind. Hate. There's just so much good about it. It's exactly what you want in every way. Great racing, great facilities, a great industry. And it's just really the place to be, for, in my mind, in every way possible. That's not to say that I'll be leaving GPs, but if one day, one day, I can make it to America on a full-time basis, that would make Lewis a very happy guy. God bless for USA. And the rocket. <laughs> in, in Supercross opening ceremonies, this is when the fireworks go. 
Brilliant. Do you want to continue uh, listening to this? Or? No, no. Please stop. Was that good? Um, <laughs> you're putting the way too much... value of this podcast. No, listen, you're putting way too much effort into this podcast. We need to tone it the fuck down. Okay, this is getting ridiculous. If I don't end up in America covering motocross, I may end up producing like The Late Late Show or something. <laughs> Oh my god! Right, so uh, I'd like and to add to this. <laughs> Interestingly, I'd like to add to this. We have previously looked at uh, Lewis going full time, uh, living over in America and building uh, MX Vice US. So uh, one day, def- one day, definitely on our radar. Probably soon. I-, I would say the next two to three years. So MXGP, you better hang on to Lewis. For as long as you can. Because, the next, uh, um, I didn't, but for now, my main focus is on MXGP because I do have. Well, also, the, James says the two, that's not even been really been discussed. So that's news to me. But uh, I have big, pl- I have big plans for GPs for the next two years. When you, I think our first press release about what we're up to this year, our first project will be dropping soon. And all I can say is, what can I say? It's going to blow people away. I would like my drive to survive in the oh, industry to Well, work. interestingly, let's skip past so this sick. because Lewis is just kind of utter bollocks. Because <laughs> Lewis I, got, I didn't know what I was saying there. Sorry, let me go back to This year is actually not about <laughs> Lewis turn up fucking musical. This year is not about Lewis. It. It's actually about his colleagues. His colleagues are doing something really freaking cool. I'm doing uh, cool Le- stuff too. Yeah, okay. All right, you not, calm down. Do, do you want me to... <laughs> Lewis is really pissed off because actually they, they're going to take... Uh... No, I'm involved. I'm director. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. Yep. I've got a notepad beside me with many notes. Yeah, he, he does absolutely fuck all when it comes to videos and stuff. Well, and Sean is the architect. But Lewis is always trying to take, you know, a bit of Sean's glory. So, um, uh, so um, yeah. So, yeah. Would you like me to play the American national anthem? No, fuck off. Okay. Are we firm um, on that? Yes. Okay. I'll leave it so, yeah, five to ten minutes. Uh, answer to the question is it's on our radar. Um, I just want to know why both these questions came in at the same time. Would you just let me fucking finish? No one cares. Well, it's just weird that both of these questions came in in the same week. Well, you... If you if you if you ever like listen back, you love America. Not true. Yeah, but still, like the same. Which week. I can understand. Worthing hasn't got a lot to offer, so I can understand why you want to go to America. You know, I get it, but you just don't have to keep ramming it down our throats. I didn't realize I was ramming it down your throat. So anyway, yeah, we are looking into MX Vice US at some point. Uh, it's great for two reasons: we get rid of Lewis. And that's that's it, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, and the great thing is, is that means that I will be back full time in MXGP. Right, moving on. Uh, Scott Holland, what does Lapucci have to do to convince Lewis that he can compete even after beating MX2 title contenders for three rounds of the Italian Championship? I already know the answer to this. Can he run the 252 stroke in MX2? At Jono House replied, Oh my God, Scott, I was so thinking the same. Guys, get a room. Uh, literally, like, hello, Lewis. Wake the fuck up. I know, a lot of, lot of, lot of Lewis-based questions this week. I must have really pissed people off last week. Yeah. 
I did actually uh, piss. I did actually piss a few people off on the podcast last week. Do you know what, Scott Jonah? Good I'd like question. To and, to most um, people. Why? Because I got a few angry people with me about what I said on the podcast last week. Good, good. So, so you should. Yeah, great question. I want to know that too. But uh, Lewis is going to say the same. Well, he's just got to travel out of Italy, and it all go to shit. No, no. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm just pulling up my um case study. Um. Right, study. okay. So before GPs oh resumed in August last year, um, Lapucci raced for the Italian Championship at Faenza and finished second between Paul Ann and Sewer, I think. And everyone went mental. Oh my God. He finished second between Sewer and Paul Ann and straight up. And th- to be fair, amazing. Great job. The GPs went to Faenza a month later, a month and a half later, same track, same ride, like Italy, same riders, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he finished 22nd overall. Are you trying to say that he chokes? No, I'm just saying that... You're that, saying that Lapucci is a I choker. Came into, I came into Fianza being like, well, Lapucci did this not too long ago, so this should be amazing. Like, like because we don't really have it... Well, I guess we don't really have it in anywhere in the world, but you don't really get the random rider breaking through and like upsetting the apple cart. I feel like that used to happen a lot more. So going into Fianza last year, I was like, well, this should happen. This should be amazing. And I was like, oh, well, that's... Well, that's kind of a bit um, what, what, what is to be expected. But he was sixth in qualifying that day. So clearly, like, he is fast. He is fast enough. Like, I'm not, I'm not disputing his speed. Not fast enough for you? I'm not disputing his speed. I'm just disputing, like, I just want to see the result transfer to an international event. That's all. But I'll take your feedback on board and I will try to wake the fuck up. Okay. So, so is this, does this mean you're on? On the Lapucci bandwagon, oh, no. or oh no, I'm just I'm not off. I'm not I'm not passionate either way. I'm just the train has pulled up. I'm staring at it, not really thinking anything. Like it's not really in my mind to get on it, but I don't really care either way. Like I'm just waiting for it to leave so another train can come on. We need a train sound because we talk about trains and wagons a lot. Stay tuned next week when I have a train sound. Okay, okay. Well, looking forward to that. Choo choo. I'd imagine it'll be a little bit more, little more high advanced than that. Okay. Um, so, are you going to wake the fuck up or I'll not? Tr- I'll try the best. I'll try my best. Okay. Okay. I'll try my but best. But are, are you also going to ram it down Scott and Yono, uh, Jono's uh, throats? Uh, hopefully not physically, but um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, but are you going to ram it down their throats when Lepucci chokes again? Well, no. I, I've ne- this, see, this is you all over. I've never said he chokes. When Sorry? have I said that? I just pointed out that. We've been through this before. Last year in it, in Fianza GP, he didn't do as well as I thought. That's all okay, I said. So, so, all right, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Um, do you think there's a chance that uh, Lapucci won't just be an opportunist? Like, you're just, you're, you need to listen to what I say. I know you've got your script now, but you still need to listen to what I say if you want to engage in a conversation. Okay, I'm bored. At Kevin C430, how is Harrop doing? Uh, we, uh, yeah, broken collarbone. So, um, not great, but... By the time GPs start, it will be a... Six weeks in Harrow back. I'd imagine it'll be sooner than six weeks. Was it right or left? I don't know, but I'd imagine it'll be sooner than six weeks. Well, I guess he might take his time because there is no reason to rush, but... I don't think collarbones really take six weeks now, do they? Sometimes, Mikau, it's always good if um, you just try the other hand. It feels a little bit different. So, a little bit of advice there from Uncle James. At Henk Jan Lois, uh, when will the interview with Mark DeRuver take place? Can you do that at a GP this year? Uh, yeah, randomly, another random coincidence. This was actually, I randomly thought about this like the day before the question came in. 
Yeah, because I did a podcast with Mark in 2019? I, I, I miss Mark. And it was really good. Like, it got a lot of um, feedback and everyone loved it. So I was like, oh, I should probably do another one of those. So yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it at some point. Some cool. Mark sometimes wants to do interviews and sometimes he wasn't. So I've just, you've just got to catch him at the right moment. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. I like, I like Mark. I, I do. That, that's one person I do miss when I don't go to the paddocks and stuff to have a little a bit of a laugh. Can you remember that time he gave you a kiss and a cuddle? Yeah, I like Mark. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. At our, is it Aryan Beaster 97? Yeah, I think that, that's a good pronunciation. Who is going to be the dark horse in EMX 250 and MX2 for the title and wins? Well, who, Lewis? It's funny, actually. Will the opportunist take the title or will um, he just win? It's funny, actually, because MX2, like, no one, we, we haven't really talked about MX2, and I feel like no one is. But aside from Viao and Gertz, has anyone talked about anyone else? Like, is not well, every, everyone not named we, Gertz from Viao and Underdog? Should we start EMX 250? Or do you want to go straight into MX2? I mean, I've just literally spent like three minutes talking about MX2, so I think we're a bit married to this now, aren't we? Well, the question was EMX250 and MX2. So this guy has spent the time sending in a question. It'd be good for you to answer it rather than just answering. You're doing really well on this podcast, and I don't know what happened, but halfway through this segment, you've just kind of gone off the rails, and I don't know know what's happened to you. But let's try and get it back on track. Well, maybe just answer Ariane's question, really. Literally, his question was MX2. I, I don't know uh, what you want from me. So, the Alan Gertz... Who talk- is going to be the dark horse in EMX250 and MX2 for the title and wins? That's question. the question. Oh, Jan, I'll message you on Instagram. I saw you. I know where you messaged, so I'll reply to you on there and we can talk about it because I don't know what's what? going on here. What? Hang I'll on. get to EMX250. Do you want to give me a second? I'm talking about MX2. It, I, don't, I don't understand. You're a, pers- you're a person... You, you complain at me when I used to do MX2 before MXGP, yeah? Because you like him in an order. The question says, who is going to be the dark horse in EMX250 and MX2? It's a bit I, different I, when we're talking about the structure of a podcast. It doesn't, this is a, just a random fan question. It doesn't oh matter what God, order we're tackling. I can't believe you're getting aggressive. I just said, are we forgetting EMX250? I was, whole, I was literally halfway through saying about MX2. God, calm down. So, Viao and Gertz, everyone's spoken about them non-stop. No one has spoken about Beaton, Moosedike, Beniston, Renault. Yeah. Warami. Moosedike. Wait, I said Moosedike. Warami. Um, yeah, Brara. Like, there's another. I feel like I'm missing a manufacturer. Guadagini. Yeah. Um, Hoffa. Like, Hoffa. Like, no one's spoken about anyone apart from the top two. So. Did you? I wonder how many people forgot that Hoffa's even riding. Hoffa will be the... Um, the biggest underdog slash surprise slash sleeper this year. Really? He'll, he'll beat Guadagnini. What about Benistan? He's not, I feel like he's on the radar more so now. Okay. What about Gifton? Who's, um, oh, Lagenfelder. Oh, Lagenfelder. Remember that? Yeah. But what about Gifton? I, I still think he's, he's, he's going to be good. Yeah. Comrade he'll, Muse. He'll be sort of, he'll be, yeah, exactly. There's like, no one's, I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe we need to talk about MX2 at some point, but at the moment, I feel like the general consensus in the world is everyone's talking about Viao and Viao versus Gertz, but no one's even mentioned anyone else. Like, Beaton could quite easily beat both of those riders. Kade Wolf, another Kade one. Wolf, not even mentioned Kade Wolf. Um, I, I know you hate to talk about this, but Ruben Fernandez on the 118. Or the 114. 
I like 118. <laughs> That's okay. Um, EMX250 wise, um, I've, I'm, I'm on record as saying I was like, looking forward to the Hawkmo versus Sado but dogfight. Now, but now it's different. As I said last week, I'm kind of um, Bonacorsi surprised me. So maybe he can do something. Bonacorsi. Did he not ride in the last round of the Italian Championship? Yep. That's why I said, as, of, as I said last week, he How did he get me. on? Uh, we discussed that on a podcast last week, so feel free to no, go I was on about No, I was on about a third round, you dick. That's what I just ride. asked you. That, I've just asked you, how did he get on? He, he didn't do it. Well, thanks for answering the question the third time. Okay. Oh my God, you got it about you today. But yeah, no, EMX250 should have... Uh, EMX250 is always weird, though, isn't it? Like, you always go into it thinking you know what's going to happen, and... There's always random as a pop-up, but I do think it is a must-win for either Hawkmo or Sado. They can't fade into the background. It's a must. Obviously, it can't be a must-win for both of them because they're not going to both win. But it's a must be in the mix at the front for both of them. Like they can't fade into the background because that would be disastrous. It's it's there's again that the level of quality in that in that class is is high. Um, I'm guessing Liam Everts is going to be in there. Oh yeah, see another yeah, like well, to be fair, you could um you could go for ages about EMX two fifty and the riders who could do something because EMX two fifty is still at that crazy spot where you have um a rider who finishes sixteenth one week, gets on a podium the next, and it's still a lot of variance there. Mm-hmm. But actually, I don't know if I've said this on a podcast. I've said it somewhere. Maybe it was on a podcast. I feel like massively underrated or unknown. EMX one two five doesn't start until August. What? The first round for EMX one two five is eighth is, is um Udavala on the eighth of August. Is Jesus, it might as well be the twenty twenty two championship. Yeah, like um EMX two fifty and Is it a winter series this year? <laughs> um well, who's, who else is it? Um Oz. Damn you COVID. EMX two fifty and EMX open are at the first two rounds. So that obviously takes you to June, but then obviously there's another two months before um EMX one two five starts. So like really hey. far away. Like really we're, far away. We're still in this crazy period, hey. I mean, we're, we're we're still in lockdown. We're doing this podcast, and we're still in lockdown in the UK. It's you know having any rounds run this year is just going to be a bloody miracle, especially when what we've all been through. Um, okay, let's. Do you want to talk any more about MX2 titles and wins? No, I think we've done that. Okay, you're happy, right? Okay, as long as you're happy. At Kurt MX67, is it safe to adjust our expectations of JVH, JVH on the beta now? Top 10 straight away? Top 10 straight away will be... Well, like, it seems possible based on what happened in Italy, but he's still going to have to beat beta. a Mitch Evans, a Vlanderin, a Watson, a Olsen, a Jonas, someone like that, which obviously sounds rough on paper. But I think it's now safe to say that he will be a solid top 15 rider from the off and progress from there. Which, again, sounds like a massive diss, but with the amount of riders in the, um, with the amount of established riders in MXGP this year, when everyone's healthy, top 15 will be a win for some. Cool. Um, One thing I was going to say is that I guess it gives them you know, another couple of months of, of working on the bike. They're getting that extra bit what he needs. Yeah, I don't know so, what would go, I don't know what would um like sort of be the process for them getting more power. Like I don't know what the I don't know what the lead time on that would be or how easy or how hard or what financial resource it would take or whatever. Maybe they just need to beta their engine a bit more. 
Just saying. At Stuart CMX, who, in your opinion, is best at coming through the field from the bad start in the MXGP class? Who do you think, Lewis? What is your opinion on who is good at coming through? It's weird because I feel like we have a lot of one-line races lately. So I can't think of anyone who's come through the field at all. Mm. Trentino was very full of a leader. Um, who's good at coming through the back? I guess you'd just go for any of... Well, you'd obviously just go for any of the best riders, wouldn't you? Because obviously they're faster. But you don't really see... I feel like you don't really see... Am I drawing a massive blank? Or do you? Or recently, have we not really seen it where X riders had to come from like 20th in GPs? Like good, where title guy has had to come from 20th? Mm, no, but... I f- like, I don't know why. I feel like... I, I, well, I think... I wouldn't say coming from the back, but I think guys are king through from, you know, 10th-ish on a crap start to, to lead. You know, I guess times. that counts. I guess maybe I'm overthinking it and I'm trying to think of someone who, like, going from last to first. No. I, well, I I, it would be... I would, I would probably say Herlins because Herlins is quite um, uh, bullish. I, te- I tell you who was field. good last year um, at coming through was um, Paulan. Paulan seemed to be quite deep on the start and then within four or five laps, he would, he would pass quite a few people. He did get some, some bad starts last year, but always seemed to be there or thereabouts at the end. Sewer he was, he um, was definitely under the radar on, on that stuff. When Sewer was on uh, around Fienza Mantova time, he was really good as well. Hmm. Yeah. Well, keep a lookout for people coming from behind next year. This year. At Chris United 93, each nation seems to have a time where they dominate the nations or consistently podium. Which nation will be the next to do so with the talent they have coming through? France has seemed to invest in their federation and won for years in a row. Now it looks like Holland. I think we're in the Holland time again. I can't see, when you think about it, Koldenhoff, um, Flandering, Herlins, Moosdijk, those four riders won't be going anywhere for a little while. So I feel like we're just in a, we're going to be in a little run of Holland now or America. I feel like Holland and America are going to be the winners for the next seven years. Really? Well, do you want me to play the American national anthem again? No, 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 we don't. I'll tell you what. Um, what about Australia? Meh. Australia, well, have Australia a, have seems have to struggle to actually get all of their, well, I guess they've got beaten and Mitch and GPs. So, but I don't know. I just feel like Australia struggles to get people over from America and like stuff like that. And also, even so, uh, Australia with Lawrence, Mitch, Jed aren't beating um, Hurlings, Coldenoff, Moosedike, Vlandering. That's still a stronger team. Mm. But I'll tell you what we haven't, like, because we didn't have the Nations last year, something that got massively swept under the rug. I can't, now that France have lost Paul Land, they don't really have a good talisman. Like replacement for him. Well, You're not going to put Viao or Beniston on a 450 at this point. Uh, Fevre will obviously be a lock all the time. But then who would you put? Like, you haven't got really a second 450 guy who can do the damage that the Paul Ann Fevre combo did. I mean, they won in 2018 with Tixier, Paul Ann, and um, who was MX2? Oh, Frandis. Frandis, yeah. So, oh yeah, Frandis. Well, if they bring well, <laughs> you where just we go? Your own question. With, with France, who knows? 
But France can be good if they bring Ferrandis over and put him on a 450. But who knows if they'll do that? So yeah. if France are relying on GP riders, well, they've got Marvin as well. But again, same thing. I don't yeah, even look at Marvin and, as being a candidate now. Yeah, but haven't they kind of... Isn't that just dead in the water, that whole situation? If France are going to rely on GP riders, which it seems like they want to do, seems to just be their thing, then... Yeah, I can't see France really doing much for the next little while until a Viao or someone establishes themselves on a 450. But I feel like that's a while off. Can't imagine Viao riding a 450 right now. He's so small. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's put this on pause for a moment. We'll come back and answer a few more questions. Thanks to Fly Racing, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Technical Touch, KYB, Even Strokes, Supercross Live.tv, Backyard Design UK, Blenzer Oils, TMX 21 Competitions, and Talon Engineering. Liat has taken another step forward with the introduction of another boot to the range. The all-new 4.5, this boot offers many of the features on the super successful Liat 5.5 Flex Lock boot with advanced technology like slide lock closure system and extended foot peg riding zone, but at a mid-price point. 4.5 boots are available worldwide for £254 or €299. Again, Great price for those people who don't really want to spend £600 on a pair of boots now. We'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 two-stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the MX Vice Show podcast, episode 63. Can't believe we got this far and can't believe that Lewis and myself are still talking. Before the break, we were going through questions from the Liat Ask Vice Anything. Uh, let's continue on uh, before we get into the next section. So, Lewis, still there? Yes. Hi. Good. Uh, have you calmed down after that little break? 
It seemed a bit tad aggressive. No, I, just thought, I, I wasn't sure what... Like, if I you just don't know to, whether the American anthem's good for you. If you wanted me to start with EMX250, then you should have mentioned that at the start of the question. When I'm three minutes oh, wow. into talking about MX2 Obviously. to randomly pop up and get me to tell me that maybe we should talk about something else is a bit bizarre. Just to keep your wits about you. Yeah, it's good that you've, uh, you've got past that. Maybe I should host the show. Maybe we're back to yeah. that. Why don't you fuck off? Right. Jamie Colbrook. Lewis. Oh, here we go. Uh, Lewis, as you are. This might as well just be the Lewis fucking show now. Hey? Honestly, I don't know what's happened this week, but all of the questions were... Like, well, it just, I just feel like all the worlds, like all the planets have aligned for, the, for the, the, the Lewis world. I don't know what's happened. I genuinely don't know what happened to the questions this week, but... Like, Basically, no you chose all questions about me and them. I must have done something last week that... I don't know what I did last week because people were mad at me. And then now, now there's all these questions towards me. So I don't know what I did, but clearly I did sank on the podcast last week that I can't remember. So I'm sorry mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Uh, okay, right. At Jamie Colbrook. Lewis, as you are a COVID expert, and uh, you are, uh, will I be able to go to Florida later this year? I can't wait any longer. Also, is this it for Roxon, or does the web train disappear? It's over. I'm, I'm, I have, the air has gone out of my Supercross um, title fight excitement. I can't see a way that Webb loses this. I genuinely can't. And he I looked, really want to. Be he looks dominating last night. Like, I want to be excited about like, who's going to win it, but I just feel like it's a done deal. Fun little fact. Yeah. Okay. 2020, Roxon came into round 10 with a red plate, lost it there, and never got it back. 2021, Roxon came into round 10 with a red plate, lost it there, and we shall see. But it looks like the sec- history will repeat itself. Wow, what a stat there. Yeah, just a weird coincidence, isn't it? Round 10, both uh, two, two years in a row, round 10, entered with a points lead. Both two years in a row, lost it around 10, and two years in a row, potentially, never got it back after that. Just, just wondering, do you, do you do anything else other than... Than this? Is well, that wasn't anything. That's just, that wasn't even anything. That I, had to, I didn't have to look that up. That was just something I thought. I was like, oh, Daytona. Was of course, yeah. yeah oh, that course. was just something that was on my mind. Yep. I didn't look it up. Anything else going on in the world of Lewis at the moment? No, I downloaded the American National Anthem. Mm, okay. Do you want uh, to play that again? Nope. Uh, anything uh, other than motor related going on in the, in the life of, of Lewis? No, it's quite bleak. Okay. Uh, how's Dougie? You have disappointed me on this podcast. Oh, the improvements of last week are out the window. So we, we oh. will go back to the drawing board and we'll get to work. Okay. All right. Well, if you're going to get like this, I have to speak to Piney. This is like Tomac at Daytona. Last week, was to- last week you were Tomac at Daytona. I was like, Jesus Christ, he was good there. That we've cracked this. And then this week you're Tomac at Arlington 1 where I'm like, well, I don't know what Daytona was about, but here we are with... We're, we're back to the drawing board. Well, funny. Funny you say that, Lewis, because last week you seemed uh, you know, quite pleasant to work with. And then it seems like we've got this whole Lewis Rockstar bollocks again, uh, where you get your name on TV, get a couple of questions filled in, and suddenly you're strutting around like you're nuts at the size of fucking bells. I still don't understand where all these questions have come from. I wish someone tell me what's why. Uh, oh, I mean, you the- choose the questions. So well, I'm guessing fair, that you just chose all the questions that said Lewis in there. No, we didn't have the only one that I left out that was potentially going to go in was something about Isaac Gifting, but we'd already um, we'd already answered that. And okay. actually, um, so basically, you lied. Then we didn't have a lot of questions this week. Next question. Actually, no, we still haven't done this. Yeah, I think it's over for um, 
I think it, I, I just cannot see Webb losing this. And I always thought that Webb was going to win it. Uh, from before round one, I've been on I the know, Webb you did call train. it. God's um, sake. But equally, as I've said many times, I wanted Roxon to win it just because I think it's generally cool to have five different champions in five years. Like, when does that happen? So I would be disappointed. I want Roxon to win it just for that because I think that's cool. Five champions in five years is like cool. Okay. And I feel like, I feel like Webb could win a lot in the coming years. So we might as well take another champion while we can. Okay. At j.peterson57, when will James fire Lewis and get more Southwest folk to co-host the show? And actually, I think this could be the man, Jesse. Jesse, I've not seen you for a while. I think it was probably 2015 Qatar was the last time I seen you, where we were just sat on a bed in the nighttime sky of, of Qatar shooting shit. Again, don't know where this question's come from. I don't know why it's come this week, but I don't know what's happened. I don't uh, happened. I'm just glad there's just one question about me. Uh, and the answer to that is actually I'm quite excited because tomorrow night, Lewis will not be on the British Bertacross podcast. It's actually got a new title, which uh, Lewis doesn't know about yet. Well, I need to approve uh, that. Yep. And uh, there will be... British Bonanza. There will be two other West Country phenomenons joining me. It will be like the Wurzels are just having a podcast show. So if anybody out there has missed the West Country accent, uh, all you crazy Northern people, you can get a whole lot of Southwest culture coming your way on a new and improved British motocross show with a new title. There we go. There we go. So that doesn't mean I'm getting fired, so that's good. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. You're, you can stay on this one, even though you're from Worthen. You, on the other hand. Ah, fuck you. Uh, right. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Jesse, for that one. Good to know that you're listening. I had no idea you listened to the podcast show. Why were, you, why were you on a bed what? with him in Qatar, first of all? Uh, well, because we were... Uh, I because if, went... I just, if I had just said, if I had read that out and gone, oh, I remember, I haven't seen you, Jesse, since we were on a bed together in Qatar, you would have absolutely ripped me to shreds. Well, it's one of those beds which were... Can you remember in Qatar when you went out the back? Because um, obviously he was there to see sort of Tommy and, and Mel Pocock and Ed Warren was there. And um, in, in Qatar, they have these like sort of... Like day beds. Settees. Yeah, day beds. Settees, which are like beds. I don't remember that. What, in the track? No, outside the... Um, where the mechanics very was. thing. Yeah. I don't remember there being beds there. Well, you didn't really come out of the press room. I really don't remember. Fuck you, me, you ran, to, you, you ran to the press room because you didn't want to be late. Because yeah, the first GP of the year and you were driving so decided that we had time to go sightseeing. Have we ever talked about the time that I got shouted at because um, I was yeah, being we allowed? Have we've talked about that quite a lot. Okay, yeah, that was funny. And those same people are still there moaning. Not dead, still alive. Crazy. Right, where are we? We are part three. Presented to you by Talon. The final part of the MXY show is brought to you by Talon Engineering, the industry leaders in aftermarket wheels and sprockets. Teams like Rockstar Energy, who's far now factory racing in the USA, Rocky Mountain ATV, MC KTM, Crendon Fast Track Honda, and many more. Put trust in the same wheels that you can get your hands on. Get more talent information at talon-eng.com. That company is buzzing at the moment. We're going to be bringing you lots of news. Uh, uh, and interesting bits and pieces, what's going on uh, over at Talon, as well as uh, a, a, just a fantastic 
you know, fantastic sponsorship, which they've, they've, uh, they've got. They're working with uh, one of the best teams out there. So um, we'll be dropping that soon. Uh, Lewis. Hello. Over to you for the shittest section of the show, I believe. Oh. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say the Planet Moto bombshell of the week is that. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't saying Planet Motor bombshell of the week, Lewis. Oh, it's just it's time for the Planet Motor bombshell of the week. Well, that wouldn't be the shittest version, would it? Because oh. Planet Motor bombshell of the week is is great. <laughs> uh, I'm just talking about that shit show game that you come up with. Let's, we'll do the game last. That's a good thing to end on. Okay, so uh, let's talk about let's this. Also what your uh, is. <laughs> oh, Planet Motor bombshell of the week. Uh, so. Every week we discuss uh, what we believe is the bombshell of the week within our sport. Uh, Planet Moto, escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. And you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. There's a lot going on at Planet Moto. Get involved and hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible by visiting planetmoto.co. I need to give those guys a call because it's definitely going to happen. I'm going to go to Spain for a week. What? There's not like there's anything else going on. You might as well. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's a good time, especially if the weather over here turns crap. Definitely going. Um, right. So uh, there's been a lot of debate. No Siri. Every single week you set your Siri off when you're doing this. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. Jesus. It's probably just knows that my heart rate's going up because I'm very excited about this. Because obviously there's you know a lot of bombshells this week. And and what have we gone with, Lewis? Oh, um, well, there could really only be one bombshell because it's the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> it literally is just ridiculous. It's me having a ha- having a spot on the bloody Arlington Two television broadcast because who saw that coming? <laughs> and he's not even there, even though he's even not there. there. He's still there. I don't know how this has happened. It's funny. It's funny. Oh, oh. when it came because I didn't know it was going to happen. Like no one contacted me. I just was watching it, and then I just wet myself laughing because I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, when I seen it, I was like, "Oh my god, what strings has he pulled <laughs> like, to make why? this happen?" And also, what has MX Vice got to do? Um. So should I explain how I got the video, or should we just leave that a mystery? No. Clearly, I wasn't there, so clearly no, I didn't do no. it. No. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this whole I feel situation. Like a fraud. No. Yeah, you are a fraud. <laughs> You're at one hundred percent a fraud. You shouldn't feel it. You are. So please, please tell us. So, how did I get it? Well, um, uh, it was from the heat race at Arlington 1. Um, and Max Anstey was in the same heat race. And he had asked his wife, Millie, to film the heat race uh, from her seat so he could just watch like, a bit of a replay before the main event. And it just so happened that in that eye line, if you look in the background of the video, there is Max going through the whoops. So just in that eye line is my screen crashing. And obviously, they weren't going to do anything with that video. So they sent it to me and they were like, well, they, just, they didn't, like, it wasn't a plan for me to do something with it. They just messaged me and were like, oh, did you see Musquin's crash? And you basically like, oh. stole it because your social media is so shit that you just needed everything you could get to try and boost it. And, um, and what yeah, happened? So- I said, I was like, we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, no one's seen this. Like, the TV cameras didn't get it. No one, there was literally no one in the world who has seen this. And I was like, shall I put it on my Twitter? And then they were like, yeah, sure. And then here we are, 17,000 views later, and a, t- and a TV spot on NBC Sports, and this is where we've got to. So that is your Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Ka- 
<laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. It is yeah. hilarious. Like, who would have thought? From like the amount of times I've been actually in America. <laughs> yeah, and you get onto Supercross Live because of a video that somebody gave you. <laughs> but it is mental because no one had seen that. They, that is literally the only proof of that crash in the world. There's nothing. It's mental. You're like normally you'd. Did, did Marvin like it? Did Marvin even watch it? I don't know. I mean, I can tell you right now that my personal Twitter. Oh, for fuck's sake! Lewis Phillips Media, as I like to call it. We with that tweet, we have now reached uh, eighty-one thousand, eighty-one thousand seven hundred ninety-seven people have seen that tweet. So maybe he's one of them. I'd imagine so. Oh, wow. I'd imagine um, so. But that is great. your bombshell of the week. It sounds like thunder. That is thunder. It's, that's not a bomb. It's you not a bomb. You can hear the debris falling to the ground after the no, bombshell. You can. It's just the echo of the thunder. Did you actually read what it said on the... Yeah, the I, 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 searched fun, uh, I searched bombshell sound effect. Mm, sounds like thunder. Right, let's do this and then we can get on with our day. Where, where immediately after this podcast, we will be jumping on a phone call together because we've asked what we've got planned. <laughs> Again, I need to get all this out of the way. <laughs> okay, so are you ready? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's time for Even Strokes Presents Are You Smarter Than a Birth? Even Strokes is an online shop for riders across the world with a range of offers on Talon Wheels, a sponsor of this podcast, Prox Performance Parts, a sponsor of this podcast, and so much more. Visit evenstrokes.com for deals on products today and support the brands that support MX Vice at the same time. It all works together nicely. So why not do that? As always, as I mentioned last week, if you need any help with um, buying any products from sponsors of this show, whether it's buying a holiday package with Planet Moto or looking into the new Liat boots or a fly form with a helmet or anything at all, AYB suspension, maybe, now that you can get that a little closer to home with their new dealer network. Um, you can always get in touch with us on social media, and we will do what we can do to guide you in the right direction, put you in touch with some good people, and who knows, maybe even get you an MX Vice discount. Because for some reason, in Europe, the whole discount code thing just hasn't really... Oh, it's on. a big no-no. It just it's, hasn't... Like, it's, that's quite a normal thing in America. It just doesn't... Yeah. It just in, doesn't in, Europe, in Europe, it's a big, big no-no. I, I don't know why. I don't get it. But maybe we can help you out. But mm. yeah. So this is Even Strokes. Are you mm. smarter than a birth? Chances are you are, but let's find out. Mm. Five questions, six points on the table. Questions okay. one through do I, four. Do I need pen and paper? Uh, I was told you already have pen and paper. Right. Yeah, I'll grab that then. Okay. Four point, uh, five questions, six points on the table. Four points for questions one through four. And then the final bonus question is worth two points. Yeah, I, I to be honest, one. It, that seemed a lot, you know, pretty complicated. So just go through the questions. Question one: A Yamaha rider finished second in the 2011 MXGP Championship standings. Who was it? Hmm. A Yamaha rider finished second in the 2011 MXGP Championship standings. Who was it? Are you there? Yes, I'm there. I'm just wondering. There's a time limit. You're kind of using that up. Gonna need to, I'm gonna have to push you. Oh fucking hell. Um I'm gonna have to push you, I'm afraid. I need an answer. Mm, mm, I need an answer. Thinking, okay, that's I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to 
put a time limit on. Either you question, I need an answer in five seconds or no answer is accepted. Five, four, three, uh, two. Fill parts. Uh, that's wrong. Took a long time to get there, but... It was I, just, I, anyway. just picked, I just picked one. Who was it? Um, did you have any other ideas in your head? Anyone else you were thinking of? Or was it just Philip Arts was dominating your brainwaves? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I actually, I, I couldn't even think of who was on the, in 2011, who was Stephen on the Stephen Frossard. I thought, what a shit question. Okay. That's shit. Kimi Raikkonen's... Fucking Stephen Frossard. Jesus question two. Christ. Kimi Raikkonen... Question two. Kimi Raikkonen's MXGP team... Raikkonen. Raikkonen. Kimi yeah. Raikkonen's MXGP team has used two manufacturers before going to Husqvarna. Name those two manufacturers. Fuck no. For those that don't know, Kimi Raikkonen's team, it was Ice One. Uh, obviously, Husqvarna Factory Racing now, but before they transformed into Husqvarna Factory Racing, well, what was they it were a satellite that? team with two manufacturers. Right, I'm going to go Kawasaki and Honda. Oh, you got, the, you got the hard one. Kawasaki was one of them. The other one was KTM. I thought you'd get that because like KTM, Husqvarna. In the family, yeah. I thought I Kawasaki would be the one that you wouldn't get. I mean, obviously, it was quite clear you were taking a shot in the dark. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Question oh, three. This isn't going well. <laughs> Question three. Yeah. Name the former Dutch MXGP rider who worked with Hutton Metal, Yamaha, and Calvin Vlanderin in 2020. A 2020 question. You like those? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he was talked about on a podcast a couple I know. of times. I, yeah, I talked about him, didn't I? <laughs> and I said I didn't know he was working with you me. Actually took the piss out of me for be, for, you actually took the piss out of me for pronouncing his name wrong, and here we are. I can't even remember his name. <laughs> this um, is what goes on in my head. Any, would you like to have a go? Um, former Dutch rider, yeah? Yep. Are you Googling? Because you're taking a while. No, I just... I, if you could stop fucking talking... No, I'm I trying to think. keep the podcast entertaining because otherwise it's dead air. Uh. <laughs> you see? Because if I didn't talk, we'd be on 45 seconds now of absolute silence. Oh, God. I'm keeping it going for people who are listening while you How think. I, well, I'm sure people are shouting at their car, in their car, at the fucking answer. I can't think. Okay, it was Heron Bracker. Heron Bracker. Hergen Bracker? I don't know how to say his first name. Heron, I think. Heron Bracker. Heron Bracker. Jesus. Did that yeah, I, I, I might have mentioned that, but I won't fucking know now. Oh, what? That if doesn't he... even ring a bell now. No. That's not even like... No, not even oh, fucking I close. thought once I said it, you'd be like, oh, of course. No, if that was a million pound question on the lottery... <laughs> you would be smashing your head against... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it still wouldn't have got it. It was not even in there. It's not, not even kept in a little, little drawer <laughs> up in my little brain. Question four. Yep. Who won the overall in the MX2 class at the most recent USGP? The last USGP oh, that was run. RJ Hampshire. I did not think you'd get that one. Yes, motherfucker. Uh, there you go. What? That was a nice little rebound on question four. So probably should get like three points for that, though. That was impressive. Well Thanks. Done. Thanks. On to question five. Okay. Unfortunately, it's impossible for you to win this week, but you can reclaim some dignity with this question. It's all it's about dignity at this point. Probably not going to happen. Question five. Okay. List. Oh. Obviously, it's a long question because we've got the music, so obviously it's always going to be something like that. List. All of the teams 
but right. Max Anstey has raced for in oh, his career. For sake. The time, you don't have to talk to us until the time runs out. The time starts. Hang on, in, M- oh. in, in European or no, in his we... career. So, oh, that's fucking, fucking bollocks, isn't it? It's in his career. It's quite, you should get, I will, I will allow you to get, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, well, 11. I can't remember there's the team he was on in America the first time. There's 11 teams. I will accept eight for the points. The time starts now. Fuck off. Oh, so the music's intensifying. Good job to Max uh, on Arlington 2. There's a bit of there's some progress there. Making progress all the time. Uh, I think Arlington 3 will be even better for him. So it's good to see. Good to see. How many teams has he been on? Because I can eleven. Only... Oh, this is bad. <laughs> How many have I got to get? Eight. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to like presume because when you when I don't want to assume because when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. But I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know if I'm early with this, but I'm already going to play. So maybe you can prove me wrong. <laughs> no, this, that's not going to happen. Okay. I've got, I've got uh, Garibaldi, correct? Dixon, correct? Ice One, correct? Nestan, correct? Hep, correct? KTM Red Bull, wrong? Oh, I thought that was the American team he had. Oh no, no, that's it. I'm fucking out. Oh, <laughs> you were actually. I was. I thought you'd got it then because you were going like you kind of um. Nope. So, um, uh, first year pro, 2009, he rode for J-Law KTM. I don't I can't remember what the team was called. Boost Mobile KTM. Uh, Jason Lawrence's KTM team. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, didn't get that. Huh? Didn't get that. 2010, uh, Star Yamaha. Oh, right, okay. Does that ring a bell now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2011, CLS. Fuck. Did you yeah. get CLS? I can't remember. No, I didn't. Oh. No, I didn't. I got Dixon, but I didn't get the CLS. So that was when uh, he returned two- to GPs. Yep, uh, with Tommy. Uh, 2012 was Garibaldi. You got 2013 was Suzuki Europe. Uh, did you get that? No, piss. 2014, Dixon Yamaha. 2015, Dixon Kawasaki. 2016, Husqvarna. Hang on, did you just say two Dixons? No, I didn't. I just, I'm just, this isn't just for you. I'm talking to people for it. So Dixon, I should actually get two points for then. No, I'm not saying that was worth points. I'm just literally explaining what teams he's been on or what bikes he's been on. Well, I'm just saying that if there's two Dixon teams, then I should get a point for each team, shouldn't I? 2016, mm. he was on um, Husqvarna Factory Racing MX2. Uh, 2017 Hang on a minute. It is two teams because he was on a Yamaha with Dixon and then he went Kawasaki. Yeah, I did just said that. Yeah, so but technically, I should get two points because well, it's two different teams. Okay, either way, you lost. Uh, 2017, 2018, he was obviously on Ice One. 2019, Standing Construct KTM. You didn't get that, did you? Didn't, no. no. Um, but technically, if he's okay. been in Ice One for two years, I should get a point for each. No, which technically never... makes eight teams. The, the, the no. points weren't no. based on years. No, no. Well, I should like get saying, two picks That's like and saying two list the teams that Jeffrey Hurling's ride for and me giving you 11 points for saying Red Bull KTM. Exactly. That's how this game should be played. So, uh, and obviously now... in, I'm calculating. Garibaldi, uh, I get two for Dixon. Uh, so that's three. I get two for uh, Ice One. Four, five. Nestan, six. Oh, Hep, sorry. I'm still fucking one short. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Thanks for wasting our time. So, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Hep now. So, with one point out of a potential six, I'm sorry, but James Burfield, you have been beaten 
by even strokes, are you smarter than a birth? What a pile of piss. You're a mess! <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Don't have any more sounds. Great. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't get to use... There is one sound I didn't get to use this show. Have you got anything and, else and you want to talk about? you don't have to press the button. You do not have to press the button, okay? Just leave your fucking sounds. Remember when we first spoke about this and you said you wasn't going to overuse them? I haven't overused it. On average, I've used maybe... Stop. Just stop yourself. Okay. Okay. You got anything else you want to talk about? Well, so... We got one more round Supercross this weekend. Yep, Saturday. And we've got Spanish Championship. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is this weekend, or maybe it's next. It's definitely one of the either one. I think it's okay. the 20th, so it would be this weekend. Okay, and then we're coming up to the end of this month, which is uh, obviously people are going to start returning to riding and racing in England. Obviously, they're still riding. Uh, they're they're already riding in Wales. Um, not that we can have a Welsh championship, but maybe someone should think about that. Um, could be a little opportunity there. But yeah, so uh, yeah, we've got that. We've got a uh, new podcast show, which is going to be released Friday. Uh, I'm guessing that um, for the people in, from America, Australia, and every other country outside of the UK, you, it will absolutely mean bugger all because it will just be some funny talking English people talking about British motocross, which is, I don't know, got about 150 people uh, now doing. Yeah, um, and don't worry because James's British podcast is going on a, sep- a separate feed, so you won't yeah. hear it on auto-subscribe or whatever, so yeah. you can ignore my it if you choose to. My nonsense will not fill up your uh, phone. So, and this will be a very good, um, this will be a very good indication of whether James can stand on his own two feet. But he is it, the creative process is being overseen by myself. Uh, I think uh, if you swap the creative with controlling, um, that would be more like it. Hmm. I don't mm. know. I feel like we had a good talk about it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I, we had a meeting last night, and it, we, we we discussed about this week's show. It's it, it's going to be good. It's going to be completely different to the MXY show. Obviously, there's no point doing exactly the same thing. Um, and I know there is a saying, if, if it's not broke, don't try and fix it. But however, we have to be uh, creative and we have to um, bring well, in adding, new ideas. Adding more podcasts isn't trying to fix anything. It's just adding more podcasts. No, uh, don't, if, I'm not saying that this is broken. I don't know, just clarifying. Whatever. Yeah, uh, the, the, one of the cool, the cool things is that uh, it ties in nicely with some of the stuff what Lewis wants to do. Because obviously, Lewis is a bit of a rock star now, so he wants to break out on his own which is just paving the way for America, really, for MX Vice uh, US. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, everything, really, on the British side, but also uh, talking about some, some products on Even Strokes and some other brands that uh, we, we, we like, and any new products which is coming out. And then uh, Lewis is going to be talking about um, products in depth, aren't you, Lewis? Um, yeah, that's... Uh, well, there's, the MX Vice podcast network is, um, is expanding, so... There's going to be, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I'm, a, I'm in a bit of a vortex at the moment because at the moment it looks like I might be doing five more podcasts. Well, there we so, go. So I don't really know how I'm handling that. So that's exciting. Everyone that hates that me. like listening to uh, Lewis. I mean, there's a lot of questions about Lewis. He's obviously a super star now. Uh, but now <laughs> you get the chance to listen to Lewis five times a week. 
so that'd be great. Well, not all will be. We've got the Max Anstey Show, which we don't have a name for. So if anyone's got any ideas for the Max Anstey Show name, that'd be great. Because we came up with Anstey's American Adventures, but that sounds like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I've got one. Uh, Ginge and Whinge. Because obviously he's ginger and you're a whinger. So. Okay, that's terrible. Um, but no, uh, that's co- that's coming up this month, actually. The first episode, uh, the Max Anstey podcast. And is- before anybody starts having a go at me for ginger, I would just like to say that my uh, eight-year-old has strawberry blonde hair. Uh, the first, uh, the Max Anstey show will be a monthly thing, as I've explained before. First episode coming up, end of this month. I've got to be honest, I'm actually looking forward to hear stuff which we don't hear about on social media and all that bollocks yeah, it's so quite actually, like- I, I want to hear what it, it's been like the challenge of going to America because I think I think with the whole Max thing it's like you, you constantly look at the results but you know the injuries he's had and everything else going to live in America and blah 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 all this stuff and he's over there on his own isn't he like it's just him and Millie it's basically yeah. yeah it's those guys so you know it's unfortunately I can't be there I <laughs> know yeah oh my god he'd be so much better on the bike that is actually the plan um it's basically going to be a bit more like um, relaxed. Like it's going to be relaxed, Max, because Max has an interview voice that so we're going to try and get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Max. I, I'm actually really interested in hearing behind the scenes. And that's another thing. I'm, li- I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast with the one-on-one with riders. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, um, I'm not going to release that for a, probably another month, but not only riders, but also industry people in Europe. So I've got like, for instance, everyone knows about the marketing guys in America. Like everyone knows that Paul Parabinos works for Rentful and JT works for Fly and Charles Castley works for 100%. No one knows anything about that in Europe. So no one knows how the European industry works. Like, I want to know about David Lear. Well, that's great you say that because that's one of the ones that's coming up. But also like what? agents. <sighs> agents. agents they ha- what? They have agents, agents in Europe. Like agents in America, everyone knows all of the agents. Everyone knows every single agent for every rider. No one knows about that in Europe. So I'm trying to, to get one sorted with um, the agent for Roman Fevre, Brian Moreau, uh, basically uh, Tonus, basically all the French riders, just about um, European contracts versus America contracts and stuff like that. Because no one knows about this stuff. So my one bit of advice with this show that's coming is... Um, the names might not mean anything to you when you see, well, the rider ones will. The, the industry people will be much less, but the names may not mean anything to you to begin with. But it's worth listening to because it could open your eyes to the European experience. Mm, industry insights. I, I think that's something that MX Vice could do a better job of is, you know, I kind of grew up like looking at things like Motocross Action when it, it used to like, um, like have like a page of like people within the industry. We should do that on MX Vice. Well, that's what this podcast more is because I feel like it's more better as a... The problem is, we, the problem that we're always going to run into with MXIs in Europe is English isn't the first language for everyone. The riders learn it more so than most... I can't talk to most of the mechanics in the pits because not many of them speak English well enough. So it's just one of those things. But all the young riders coming through now speak English. Yeah, like, it's just one of those... That's obviously what part of the reason why... These people aren't shown to the world as much, but um, the goal is to try and try and open eyes a bit, and I'm hoping it'll be good. But we will see. If anyone can, Lewis can. Maybe that should be the name of your podcast. I think the show's going to be called MX Vice Duos. Um, MX Vice Duos. What yeah. about Big Bulls Phillips? Do you get where MX Vice Duos is come from? Uh, because it's you and somebody else. Okay, no, 
Um, no, yeah, no, it's all right. We're, we're, as I've said, lots of new things coming on MX Heist this year. We just need to bloody start GPs. That would be ideal. I'm mm-hmm. starting to lose a wheel. Yeah, cool. Uh, but on yeah. that positive note, <laughs> um, I mean, that's a bit of a ramble there, but you could say, Oh my God, who the hell cares? But I hope you do. Yes, we hope you do. Would you like me to play us out with the American National Anthem? No, fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, thanks to everybody who perseveres with this podcast and listens to Lewis Drivel um, and his fucking sounds. Uh, I've now got to go and have uh, an hour meeting with him. So if you think this podcast was the end for me, it's not. I now have to go and do another hour. So uh, I, I spent an hour with him yesterday and now I've got to do another hour today. So um, yeah, good times. Um, Everybody, we really do appreciate your support. It's awesome to, that you guys listen and download this. It's, it's, it's ace. And hopefully we can, we can keep improving, keep, keep evolving. Uh, not just this show, but, but many others. So, um, yeah, peace out. Uh, Lewis? Peace out. Peace That's out. New. Yeah. That's, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just the American in me came out. Yeah, I've been watching too many films lately. Um, so, Lewis, say bye. See ya. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. For over 60 years, Blenzel Racing Caster has been the secret choice for many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From top tuners like Terry Varner and factory-level riders like Michael Essie, who won the 2020 Two-Stroke World Championship using Blenzel, nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzel's full line of caster-based two-stroke oil. From the original green label racing caster to the 455 Ultra or the versatile gold label, Blenzel has you covered. To learn more about Blenzel's rich heritage or to shop Blenzel's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit Blenzel.com and follow them at Blenzel on Instagram. Instagram. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.